Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Here on a Friday morning. We are so glad you are joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great, great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. I've had a long day of driving, Joel. Maybe some Strange Brew should uh, should get me through the night. I don't know. Yeah, today should have been that day where I went over there at uh, you know, 8, 9 p.m. Because mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're recording late night here. Late folks. night tonight, yeah. Um, and uh, got, got all jacked up before I came in here. You, know, you said you wanted to do a show with me, uh, newly caffeinated. Yeah. Well, today could have been the day. But could have been the day. Did not do that. Oh, well. Well, maybe it'll be tomorrow. Well, it won't be tomorrow because we don't have to podcast tomorrow. But the next time, maybe that's going to happen. Well, maybe I can just drink a cup of coffee and then come over to your house. You okay with that? I'm cooking tomorrow well, on hey. Saturday. Hey. So, doing chicken. A little barbecue chicken. I like barbecue chicken. All right, then. We'll talk about that. <laughs> uh, you're more than welcome to come to my house, much as everybody in Starkville is welcome to come to Strange Brew Coffee House and get in the drive-thru over there at uh, University, I'm sorry, at on Highway 12 or on University Drive, go to the walk-up window, or just come right on in and get yourself taken care of. Our good friends at College Corner are still giving it away. That's right. 30% off any gift card purchase at collegecornerstore.com. Just buy a gift card. You can buy a $100 gift card for only $70. That's such a great deal. It's just un- You just can't beat it. And then you can shop at either of their two locations in the Jackson area. They're in Fleet Feet. They're at by Fleet Feet in Ridgeland. They are in uh, Flowood by the Half Shell, and they are got the they have the biggest and best selection of MSU merchandise in Central Mississippi over at College Corner. Our good friends over at Advantage Business Systems know right now is not the time for your business to not be working at for you at its best. You need to be working as efficiently and as as productively as possible. And that's what you need Advantage Business Systems for. They have the solutions that keep your business running. They've been doing it for over 45 years here in the Magnolia State. See how much they can help you. Call them today at 844-833-6245 or visit them online at absms.com and find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. It's the fifth annual. It was at first the B&B show, and then it was the Bulldog Sports Radio. It has Bulldog Sports Radio, and then it was the Thunder and Lightning on Bulldog Sports Radio. Now it is the Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi Media Poll. Every year, we bring out everybody on the beat, and we hit them up and get their uh, <coughs> get their projections. This would be Joel. Were you on the beat in 2016? I was. So this year you've made five in a row. Uh, I have. You and I. Who else? Uh, my my first year on the beat was Dak senior year, so 2015. Okay. So we've got for the five year anniversary, we've got these are the people who've made them all: Brian Haydad, this guy right here, Joel Coleman, Woo! Steve Robertson, <laughs> uh, Robbie Falk, and Paul Jones. That's the only five left from that uh, that 2015. If, the, if season. this was the Royal Rumble of yeah. Mississippi State beat, we're, we're the last five the lo- guys the standing. The last five standing, yeah. Uh, so I want to thank those guys, obviously, for doing it every year. This year, a couple of new faces and some older ones, too. This is uh, 
Let's see here. The, the, the new faces, uh, the two people from WCBI, uh, Courtney Robb and Chris Bolton, have joined us this year. Dalton Milliton, who took over uh, at the Tupelo Daily Journal. Ben Portnoy from the Commercial Dispatch, plus the sports editor there, Garrick Hodge. Tyler Horka, of course, from the Jackson Clarion Ledger. And from Barstool Sports, the Brandon Walker. All right. I can't do it. You, you can't. You can't do it at you, all. You've got it perfect. Joel. Just shut the hell up. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> did Ben not do this last year? Ben was Ben did it last year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were. This is Ben's second year. Okay. Uh, Tyler's second year. Uh, is that right? Tyler's been here. Tyler's been here for three seasons, right? He's here for for uh, the first year of uh, first year of Joe. Of Joe. So this is yeah. Tyler's third. Uh, and then everybody. Ben would be second. Gar- Garrick is a first year too. Never thought I'd think about it. Didn't didn't hit him up last year. So. As always, I just come up with a series of questions. Uh, some of them are, are, are pretty straightforward. Some of them aren't. Uh, and we try to get everybody just sort of on the record to get some, some, some early season thoughts on Mississippi State. And we'll start off with the big one. Uh, what will MSU's regular season record be? Uh, top end was 6-4. and four. Both of the WCBI people, Courtney and Chris, went 6-4. and four. Wow. Um, and, and see, I usually consider myself to be because you'll remember when we did this a couple years ago. I was Mister Eleven and One. Like, oh yeah, the, the uh, La- Joe's first year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, usually for whatever reason, preseason. Maybe it is the homer coming out of me. Yeah. Maybe I just get excited for football and I'm like, hey, that could be pretty good. I don't know. Talk yourself but into. I, it, I yeah. talk myself into them having a decent season, or in that particular instance, a, a fantastic season. And I think I usually overshoot the mark every year. Yeah. But in this instance, maybe I I, I did not because. They're higher than me, so there you go. Uh, so they're both at six and four. At five and five, Joel Coleman, Woo. who I got to change that. Uh, got to change that that uh, media affiliation there on you before I print this out. Let me make sure I do that. Uh, five and five, Brandon Walker, Steve Robertson, Tyler Horka, Garrick Hodge, and Dalton Milton all have the Bulldogs at five and five on the year. I think just just from looking at them, almost everybody's going to pick. I think. If you say four wins, I think everybody is taking Arkansas, Vanderbilt, Missouri, and Ole Miss. Yep. And then they're just sort of figuring it out for the next one. Yeah, because you feel like they can get at least one of Kentucky. Right. Or Auburn, A&M. Auburn, A&M. Or LSU. Or even LSU at this point. At this point, only Alabama and Georgia are really out of reach, in my opinion. And even Georgia might not be that far not, that, uh, I ain't going to get crazy. Well, Georgia's defense is very, very good, but offensively, Georgia doesn't – I don't know what they're going to be doing. <laughs> what if the dang Jamie Newman just – What if he goes to the NFL and becomes like, out? Well, I mean, and what if he goes to the NFL and becomes like this incredible superstar and you're like, what is Kirby doing? He ran off him. He ran off Justin Fields. My God. Anyway, so again, five and five. Who do we have here? Joel, Brandon, Steve, Tyler, Garrick, and Dalton. Four and six. Brian Haydad. Now we're getting the wet blankets down uh, there. Oh, it, there's one wetter than all. Uh, Brian Haydad, Robbie Falk, Paul Jones, all four and six. And that's the four wins that I have, what I just said. That's my four wins. Arkansas, Vanderbilt, Missouri, and Ole Miss. Those are my four wins. Don't know if it's the same for everybody else, but that's that's what I'm picking. And then on the bottom, Ben Portnoy at three and seven. Ben not high on the Bulldogs. But you know what? It can be forgiven because I mean, there's a, there's so much flux, you know, and you just you just don't know. Ben is. Uh, I know you're listening, Ben. We love you. Oh yeah, uh, we do love you. 
Ben, one can, of my handsome sons. Yeah, I know. What's that make him for me? Is he like my nephew? You are. You are his nephew. Uncle, uncle Joel. Your uncle Joel. Yes. Um. What I was gonna say is, is Ben is like the the happiest. Uh, I about said pessimist, but I, I, pessimist isn't the right way to say it because it's not like he's. Uh, he's he's always kind of reluctant yeah you know to to, to buy in so i mean that's a good thing in a reporter to to kind of be skeptical of what you're seeing so uh kudos to ben you know he's he has mentioned to us that that he's a little skeptical of the dogs and on the media poll he proved it there you go so uh ranging from six and four nobody went too too high nobody at seven and three nobody said okay they'll just lose to you know alabama georgia and lsu or auburn you know so I think I think last year sort of beat us down a little bit. I think Moorhead, the whole thing sort of beat us down. I mean, <laughs> two years ago, like you said, there were a. I mean, I, I was low, the low man in 2018 at nine and three. You know, there, there were several press conferences during the Joe Moorhead era when it felt like he was talking to you and me a little yeah, bit. And, yeah, and you know, every time that he would mention, like some people thought we were supposed to be the uh, 85, whatever, bears. 85 bears or whatever, I was kind of sitting there thinking. We didn't, talking to me here, Joe? We didn't say that. You know. <laughs> I mean, they're good, but you know. Well, I mean, well, I mean, he was definitely talking to us at the after the LSU game. There's no. <laughs> I mean, the last thing he said, "We okay, Brian?" I mean, I was like, Joe, I get, I get it. But also at the same time, from you know, from a happy remember, he hit us up at the at the football clinic and was like, "We will have a 500 yard receiver this yeah. year." He wasn't right, but you know. He 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 listened. He he paid attention. Smart coaches listen to thunder and lightning. Don't <laughs> don't do what we say, but just listen. Get some ideas. All right. Oh man. Question two was: What would you have predicted the record to be on the original schedule? And what I got from this was a lot of people thought State was going to lose to NC State, which I was surprised by. Um, the high end we had three eight and fours, and that was Joel Coleman, Woo! Brandon Walker, and Steve Robertson. The three biggest homers in the whole world. I tell you what. So, well, I did think they were going to beat NC State. I did. I did too. I, I do too. I have, I have them seven and five. And they were obviously going to beat the other three, so that's four. Right. And they would have won four. So yeah, right. Eight and four. All, all all I did was I took Vanderbilt off, and but I thought State would win the four non conference games. Yeah. And that would have been seven and five. I have them at seven and five, along with Tyler Horka, Garrick Hodge, Robbie Falk, Paul Jones, Courtney Robb, and Chris Bolton. Ben Ben Portnoy again, the low man on the totem pole. Three, uh, he has them at six and six. So he would have had them, I guess, beating all the non-conference teams and then beating Arkansas and, uh, according to his, Missouri. So he he's, he's got the egg bowl down as a loss. We'll come back to that a little later. Uh, nobody lower than six and six. Nobody thought State was going to have a losing record. I think in in Mike Leach's first year, with the amount of transition to what for, what State wanted to do offensively last year to this year. A bowl game was was a win, no matter what. So, even in six and six, you would have been like, okay, you know, things. Assuming that you saw the offense do what it was supposed to do, yeah, and you know, we would have pinned it all on the defense. All right, my third question was: Will KJ Costello throw for more than thirty five hundred yards this season? So three hundred and fifty yards per game. The yeses have it: me, you, Brandon, Steve, Ben, Dalton, Robbie. And Chris Bolton, who says over four thousand. Ooh, he's wanting four hundred a game. Four, huh? I I don't know that Chris remember there was ten games in the season because <laughs> that would be four hundred yards a game. Again, now, in fairness, if you have a game against Arkansas where he throws for five fifty, yeah, you got to come back the next week at two fifty. 
I mean, against Georgia or Alabama, and it balances itself out. But man, that's a bold prediction from Chris Bolton. Four thousand yards. I mean, you're talking about that would break the that would be the first ever four thousand yard passing yard season at yeah. Mississippi State. So we haven't heard anything on bowls, have we at all? Don't know yeah. anything about them. Yeah. So we're just assuming that. Yeah, I'm for just now, going on ten games. 10. Yeah. yeah, I was going to um, say if you play that eleventh game, that's that's one of those deals that really impacts that prediction for sure. Yeah. Uh, the nose were Tyler Horka, Garrick Hodge. And Paul Jones, who said close but not quite, and Courtney Robb with a no. So the yeses got that one. Second question was now sorry, fourth question. Will MSU have a thousand yard receiver? Think to where we were a season ago, Joel. And the question was, will they, they have, have a five hundred yard? I'm adding Which they did not. <laughs> they did not. Uh the no's got this one. Uh the no's were me and you. Brandon Walker said, no, it'll be very balanced. That's what I think, too. Yeah. I, I think, think you're going to have a bunch of 700, I think between 500 and 900 yards, yeah. you're going to have like four or five guys. But I don't know that one guy is going to just pull ahead to 1,000. Uh, Steve Robertson, no. Tyler Horka, no. Uh, no, I'm sorry, Tyler Horka, yes. Yes. Uh, which is interesting because he doesn't have Costello Thorne for 3,500 yards. But he does have a 1,000-yard thousand thousand receiver. Yard receiver. Which means that... All, all of his damage is going to come coming one to guy, one guy. One guy. <laughs> uh, Portnoy, no. Garrick Hodge, no. Dalton Middleton, no. Robbie Falk, yes. Uh, let's look at this right. No, Robbie Falk is a no. Paul Jones is a yes. Again, the guy who said it's not going to be 3,500 yards. Uh, Courtney Robb is a yes. And then again, I mean, Chris Bolton, he's bought into Mike Leach. Uh, he says possibly two. He said <laughs> Mitchell and Sh- he, gave, he gave Shavers the nod. So he's higher on Chris. He, he was a six and four guy, right? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Chris Bolton is high on Mississippi State this year. So and he's a guy who I his he's pretty measured in his yeah, opinion. He, so, he really is. So he's seeing something that he likes from this this group. The no's have it on this one, unfortunately. Our fifth question. Uh will MSU's defense finish in the top half of the SEC? Only two yeses. I was gonna say this will be easier to just tell me who the yeses were. They were both the WCBI people, uh, Courtney the, the two, and uh, the two six and fours. Yeah. They both said they both liked MSU's defense to finish in the top half. Everybody else was a no. Uh, nobody else got into specifics of it. Well, but. this t- I'll be getting into my specifics right here. This yeah. is the one I'm most confident in. I don't think there's any yeah. way they're in top half. I mean if they are, they're going to go better than six and four. Probably. If that's a fifth or sixth ranked defense in the SEC with what we think we're going to get offensively from Mississippi State, that's going to be a seven and three kind of team because they're going to they're going to score forty and 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 give up twenty. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, if that happens, you know, take take all of our predictions and throw them out because six and four is going to be the floor at that point. Yep. Uh, but yeah, me, Joel, Brandon, Steve, Tyler, Ben, Garrick, Dalton, Robbie, Paul. We all say nay to the defense. Hopefully, hey man, Zach Arnett, if you're listening right now, I gave you a little Bill Bulletin board material right there. These guys covering you, they don't think you're worth anything. <laughs> well, no, except I, for the TV people. I will clarify to say it ain't Zach Arnett that I'm blaming. No, it's, here. it's uh, no, it's just uh, there's a whole lot because I, I really feel like that that three three five style. Once you get the guys that you yeah. kind of like in there, and, and even I mean, he may have the guys that can run it, but there's just so many. Guys that are new it's, faces. It feels like it's a bigger transition defensively than it does offensively really for does. some reason. It really Which is does. crazy considering how different the offenses are. All right, two of my favorite questions are, the, are always the last two that we ask here. What game are you predicting MSU to win they could most likely lose? Obviously, Kentucky is, is one of the top ones here. Kentucky was the pick from Joel, Brandon, Steve, uh, 
Joel, Brandon, Steve, Garrick. Yeah, so four of you guys picked Kentucky. Yeah. Auburn was the pick from Courtney and Chris. Uh, Dalton went with LSU. He is predicting the upset as it sits right now. He thinks that LSU, Mississippi State, that he's going to take the Bulldogs to win that game. Uh, ben Portnoy, obviously, he only has three wins to pick from. So he's he's confident State's beating uh, Arkansas and Vanderbilt. He has Missouri as the game he thinks State could lose. And then the Egg Bowl for me and for Robbie Falk. Feels like uh, that of my four, yeah, I'm I'm very confident State will beat Arkansas and Vanderbilt, and I'm very confident in Missouri. I'm confident in Ole Miss, but that is the one that I have the least conf- the the most least. I, I mean, guess. if we wake know. up on what I guess would be November 29th and State has lost the Egg Bowl, I'm not shocked. Not totally shocked. Not totally shocked. I would be totally shocked they lost either of the other three games. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So Kentucky is sort of the, the the big boy in this one, and then just a good mix in the final column of what game are you predicting MSU to lose that they could most likely win. Uh, I went with Kentucky. Joel T went with LSU. I st- I still think, man, like you- they are another they are another opt out away from you picking a win. They're close, man, because yeah. you look at that depth chart and. And, and you consider, and, and I've been beating this drum for months, that Death Valley ain't Death Valley. Well, I mean, it's a day, day game with It's going to be a people. day game, yeah, and the stadium's just a quarter full or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's not uh, the same. Not going to be the same. Everything is in MSU's favor that can possibly be. And we'll have to see what happens. Uh, you were not alone in picking LSU. Both of the WCBI people picked them as well, Courtney and Chris. And then for me, for Kentucky, I was joined in that endeavor by Dalton. Uh, Brandon Walker picked Auburn, as did Robbie Falk and Paul Jones. Steve Robertson, Tyler Horka, and uh, Garrick Hodge picked Texas A&M. So, long story short, nobody thinks State's beating Alabama or Georgia, but the rest of the the, the losses that people are predicting, they, you know, there's a mix, which leads me to believe that State might be in all of those games, have a chance to win them all. Now, that's that's the overriding arc of what I see there. That there's not outside of Alabama and Georgia, everybody's like, well, they could win that one, and I wouldn't be totally shocked. So, pretty good. Yep. Yeah. Are you surprised by uh, anything in this? I thought I, some. I thought more people would pick thousand yard receiver. That like Cyrus Mitchell could just. I still think some of that is. It's so far out outside the realm for Mississippi no State doubt, no fans doubt. to picture that when we can't even picture five hundred. We I threw a we in there, uh, old habits die hard. But whenever you can't even picture a five hundred yard receiver wearing a Mississippi State helmet, it's tough to just say, "Yep, thousand yard receiver, no doubt." Uh, it's one of those believe it when you see it kind of kind of things. It's so, fair. It's very fair. But I, I mean. There's so many guys, and there isn't just one guy that you look at going into the season that I could much more easily see, like we said, a bunch of guys between six and eight hundred yards or so. So, yeah, that just feels better to me, you know. And I, I mean, not that Mike Leach hasn't turned a lot of guys into receivers, and hasn't he? Has, it's not that he hasn't turned a lot of guys you've never heard of into thousand yard receivers. When we when he first got the job, remember that weekend I did all those crazy stats, and I put together a list of guys. That he had turned into thousand yard receivers, and I didn't know, but maybe two of them. Yeah. I knew, you know, I knew who Wes Walker was. You know what would have been? I knew who Michael Crabtree was. That was about <laughs> you it. You know what would have been an interesting question on this what? media poll? Oh, now you want to tell me? Who do you think will be the leading receiver? 
I thought about that, but I feel like because, almost, I feel like it's going to be everybody would have put Osiris Mitchell by default. I mean, you got to really you're sort of putting yourself out there because if you say Javante Payton, well, really, I think you have two choices: it's Osiris or Kylan Hill. Kylan Hill would have been a fine choice, and I don't, but I don't see him having yardage like that because he's a running back. I mean, yeah, he's, he's going to only be maybe eight nine yards a carry or catch. Uh, if he's averaging ten plus yards a catch, that's a really good. Well, what's thing his name? Washington State had a no. He, he was nearly the leading receiver, wasn't he? He was the leading receiver in receptions. Yeah, just not, but not in yardage. Yeah. And yardage is what I'm I'm looking at. The, I mean, but if you say Javante Payton, you're talking, he caught nine passes last year, and I mean to go from nine passes to a thousand yards, which means he had to have caught at least seventy balls. I mean, I don't think he's sixty catches for a thousand yards. I mean, you're talking about an All American kind of year there. I mean, that's just a tough. Thing to say, at least with Osiris, you can just be like, "Well, he's he caught a good number of passes." What if like. I said you can't pick Osiris? Who's going to have the most out of everybody else? If I knew what his disciplinary situation, was, be, I would say Malik Keith. Yeah, but if he misses a game, that's going to hurt him. So yeah. the next guy I would pick might be again, and and let's take Kylan out of it. In this terms, I, I don't know who the next guy to pick would be. Honestly, yeah. Do you know the guy? It could be Tulu Griffin. And look, he may end up being the leading receiver. I don't know. Yeah. We don't hear much about Shavers at all. It's crazy. That's a guy when they signed him, I was like, okay, they got a legit guy. And now you don't hear his name. It's just, it's just weird. Yeah, you don't know. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. It is definitely weird. So, so there you go. We're on the record. That's uh, that's going to be the uh, the predictions uh, for this year. They are locked in. We will not change them. Uh, no matter what. All right, let's move on over to our next topic. That's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. The f- uh, food truck is up and running this weekend, 11 to 1 and 6 to 10. You can go by and pick you up a delicious burger for lunch. Lunch, they got a great options there. Burger, steak sandwiches, steak tacos. And then for dinner time, hey, just get a steak. Get a ribeye. Get a filet. They'll cook it up for you right there on the grill. Take it home to your family or just eat it in the parking lot. I've never eaten a steak in a parking lot. That might be, like, high living. <laughs> I mean, you know, you don't really get the food truck. You just got a burger or a taco Pretty or something. Pretty easy to go back for seconds when you just eat it there in the parking lot. That's a good point. And the prices are right. You could, I wouldn't mind paying that I mean, much. Before you, before you finish off the last bite of that first filet, you can be like, hey. Can I get a refill? Yeah. You want another drink? No, no. No steak. No steak. So, and of course, if you just want to cook something yourself, just walk right into the store and talk to the guys there and get some of that incredible locally sourced grain-fed beef on your grill this weekend. 329 University Drive, 662-268-8148 or facebook.com slash welcomehomebeef. A lot of options to find them, and when you get hold of them, one thing is for sure. It just tastes good. So Mike Leach, uh, first first off, first dog talk of the, uh, the uh, season uh, on a Thursday night. I found that a little weird, that three weeks before the first game. We're doing dog talk. Well, I I don't know this to be true, but usually when these contracts are sold, they sell a certain number of episodes. Ah, uh, and this would have been and this, was this supposed would have, to been have been the first game week. So it's already in the contract that you got to do a certain number of episodes, and this would have been the first one. So yeah, here it was. I, that's my guess. Good call. Good call. Uh, here's the quote, and I'm reading from Tyler Horka's uh, Twitter feed. Uh, Mike Leach. Well, you could have read from cowbellcorner.com from oh, your partner here, but if I didn't you want to go that. to the competition, Brian. I saw his tweet. I didn't see. Could have gave uh, me a click. Could have helped my business. God. Shut up. 
give you all the love in the world, man. All right. Anyway, I'm kind of waiting on those guys. Talking about the quarterbacks. I'm kind of waiting for those guys to separate themselves. I guess that's been kind of frustrating. Uh, you know, certainly goes against what some people were hearing. Uh, that is that is a, a statement. It, it's very open-ended, though, isn't it? Could it be? Could it be interpreted as, man, all these guys are doing pretty well, and one guy hasn't really stepped above the other? Does, do I have to take it as a negative? Well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give myself a click, and I'm going to go to cowbellcorner.com, and I'm going to read the entire quote read as opposed it. to the tweet. Love you, Tyler. Okay. Leech on the quarterback battle. Here we go. You know, I'm kind of waiting for these guys to separate themselves. I guess that's been a little frustrating. I guess that's good because they're competitive. Sometimes they're competitively good, and sometimes they're competitively inconsistent. So trying to get one to rise to the top. I think KJ's ahead of the other three. And he did say three there, by the way. Mm-hmm. So I guess he's including Maiden uh, in that. Garrett does some good things, and so does Will. I think they're hugged together pretty tight, but I do feel like it's still an open job. Somebody's got to take it and run with it and really provide that consistency. So, how much of that, because I'm on team that's a little more talk than anything, because I don't see any way in heck Garrett Schrader or Will Rogers is winning that job. don't think it, there's... I mean, if you gave, made me put a percentage chance of it with all of them being healthy, I think the percentage chance is zero. Right. I, I don't know, nothing zero. Zero point one. <laughs> KJ's winning that job apart from him getting hurt or, you know, God forbid getting hurt or doing something stupid. Right. That that's the the impression I have had since he took the since he committed. And he continues to say KJ's ahead. So right. So I think this is just kind of dangling the carrot a little bit for the other guys. Okay. That's just my opinion. So you think it's more of you know we know what KJ's going to be, but. The other guys haven't really. We don't know who number two is, basically. Well, think about it, man. I mean, if you're coaching this team and you, you're like, oh, K- yeah, KJ's ran away with the thing, and you got three more weeks of camp. Uh, to me, it seemed it would seem to drive. If I was Garrett or Will, it would seem to drive me a little more if I thought there was a smidgen of hope I could actually win the job, kind of deal. Even if you know in the back of your mind, I'm probably not winning the job. But I and mean, the thing with make, that is, it just makes sense to kind of drag this thing along. Yeah, I think with with Schrader and Maiden especially, that they were both there for last year, and so how that was how was that handled between Stevens and KT, and you know was that something where you know Morehead always said that I thought he always said the right things in terms of that battle, um, and it feels like Leach is you know trying to do the same, but that's that statement is just. Just a weird statement. So, so do you think there's a chance that KJ couldn't win the job? Because I don't think there's any no, chance. No, no, okay. I don't. I don't. I don't think there is. No, I don't think there's a chance. I don't. I, I don't think. I, and I'm not saying that Mike Leach told him before when he when he committed. He's like, "Hey, you're going to be my starting quarterback." But I think he did tell him. He was like, "It's going to be really hard for you not to be my starting quarterback. You know, if you come in here and do the right things, you're going to get the job." And and I, and I think probably Garrett and Will know that. And I mean, especially now, how could they not? Especially now with them having the extra year, you know, nobody's losing any eligibility in this season. So you're, it's good. You know, you're going to be fine whether you stay or go between the, the, the that group. Whoever stays, it doesn't matter. You're going to, you're not losing any eligibility. To, to me, the interesting storyline here is the is the Garrett Will battle because what you got here, because like you just said, nobody's using losing a year of eligibility here. If I'm Garrett and I lose that battle now. This is just what I would do if I was Garrett. If I'm Garrett and I lose that battle now, I'm out. 
I mean, yeah, oh, yeah. writing's on the wall at that point. Yeah, if Will Rogers is the number two, yeah, Garrett Schrader's days at Mississippi State are numbered, which is still incredible for me to think about, considering that last year we did podcasts we said could be the next Dak. You know, life comes at you fast. Um, that said, I th- Schrader is so interesting to me in this offense. If he can be an accurate passer, because he gives Leach that, uh, that run option that he's never really had. And I think that could be dangerous. And I think, in a, especially in a coach, a mad scientist, hands like Mike Leach, could be very dangerous and very effective. So I'm interested to see what happens. But that said, Will Rogers seems to have come in and, and you know, has won some people over. Um, and you got to remember that Will Rogers was, and Leach will tell you this, he was the only quarterback he had any familiarity with before Costello got here. You know, because he recruited him from Washington State. He didn't recruit Schrader, didn't recruit Maiden. Um, so, you know, there's a little bit of that, you know, that's my guy in there, I think. Not that I Well, think. I mean, there's the Gardner Minshew connection. Yeah. Not that Leach is the kind of coach who would be like, you know, would play uh, favorites. Favorites, yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. Thank you. So, yeah. Interesting comment, though. Well, I mean, it's not playing favorites to have already identified this kid two years ago or whenever it was that this is a kid that can run my system. And now he finally has him. I mean, that's not playing favorites. That's just, you know the kids, you know what he can do, and you know that he can run your system. And Garrett, I mean, this is not, it's not a knock on Garrett. It's just he was not recruited to run the system. Right. That's not to say he can't run the system. I mean, maybe he is, you know, wins the job and ends up being the starter next year and is the next, you know, great Mike Leach quarterback. That could very easily happen, too. But, I mean, you could see why... Uh, I could see why some might have that, you know, Leach, Will Rogers, is there some kind of, <laughs> that's my guy connection. Well, it's not really that. It's just the familiarity, and you know that he can he can do it. Uh, that's why you wanted him all along. Yeah. Yeah, no question about it. All right. Scrimmaging this Saturday, uh, not open to the media, but, you know, I think that Leach hopes that the scrimmage gives an, uh, uh, an eye into what's going to happen this fall. I wonder if we would have gotten to see the scrimmage – if not for COVID. I was told that uh, Mike Leach told uh, some people, some folks, <laughs> that uh, that he, he he likes to be wide open. He doesn't mind being open to the media. So I, I have to think that, yeah, uh, we would have. Okay. So can I push the press the issue with uh, MSU and maybe – assuming this scrimmage happens at Davis Wade Stadium, could we, like, sit in the stands – I asked, what <laughs> like, I, that'd be. I mean, what I asked was, what I said was this. I was like, "Look, you need to get a feel for how the press box is going to look, anyway, right? You know, you need to like see how it looks while we're all up there. How far do we need to be sitting apart and all this, and how much room am I going to have afterwards? Just, uh, just let us in the press box and let us sit up there and watch the scrimmage. But that didn't, that was not taken very well, so, or not taken well. But uh, it was a no. Yeah. So, but I thought it. Wonder if we'll get one in. Wonder, wonder if we'll get to see one before all this is said and done. Because I, I look, if Mike Leach doesn't care, and I know it has to go further than Mike Leach. I mean, if you open up the facility and we come in or whatever, I, I, I'm sure there's some kind of, I don't know, cleaning or protocol that they yeah. have to do or something. I, I get it. Um, but I mean, even if they didn't want us in the press box and we just kind of scattered out in the the west side or yeah. something, and I mean, we need some walkie talkies. Yeah. So, did you see that? Over. Well, you know, we always 
I don't know if you participated in any of this, but we always used to divvy up who's yeah, yeah, yeah. keeping stats. I, and, I've done it. That's yeah. right. You've done yeah. it. That's right. Yeah. So, oh well. All right. Uh, back on Sunday afternoon. I kind of missed that. I do too. I do too. Hopefully, we'll have uh, some idea of what happened in that scrimmage, and we can talk a little bit about that uh, and start, you know, pushing forward because we are now only, uh, you know, we are two weeks from game week. We we are not far off. We are three. Oh, two weeks from game week. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Three weeks from game day. Yeah. 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 I, I know what I'm doing. We're gonna have a Mike Leach Monday presser via Zoom, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. I, I guess that's how they'll do it. I can't imagine they they're, they're gonna do something different. Yeah, I can't well, imagine we'll do. I, I again, I'll be surprised if we do anything like that this year. But we'll see. We'll see. Guys, have a great weekend. Back with you on a great Labor Day weekend. We will. We won't change anything up for Labor Day. We'll still do all our shows. There will be no Sports Talk Mississippi on Monday as well, though. Uh, we will take the the first Labor Day I've had off God knows how long because normally there's college football to talk about. Yeah. So. And, and confession time, uh, there's coming a day in the next week or so. Yeah, next maybe, week. Maybe a few days. I might where, be by uh, myself a couple times. Yeah, for the first time in forever, you haven't done a show by yourself in quite a while. Been a while. But, uh, Been a while. But, uh, for the first time in forever. <laughs> Go ahead. Man. You're gonna have to watch that yeah, a few no. times. Oh, uh, yeah, Miss Chloe Kate Coleman will be making be her way into the joining the earth. So, uh, yeah, I got I got to go figure out how to take care of a girl. If you got any tips, I do. I have plenty maybe, of them. Maybe next week's rumblings. If I'm here for it, because I, I, as of right now, I will be here for, yeah. for the rumblings. Right. Um, maybe that can just be. Might be it. When you ask your question, if you are the father of a girl, throw give, a tip in. Give me a tip. There you go. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Guys, have a great weekend. Talk to you again soon. For Joel T. Coleman, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. The Rock says, the Rock says, the Rock says, the Rock says. The Rock says, the Rock says, know your damn role. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.